Are you making the money but still feel unfulfilled? Got a business that you're trying to build? Do you wanna live a life of abundance but something is missing? Think it's time you took a listen to the CFO mission. Welcome back to the CFO Mission Podcast. I'm your CFO and host, Phil Mazur. And have you ever been on a financial podcast where the host was talking about getting dumped by his girlfriend? I mean, I told y'all this was going to be unlike any other finance podcast you've ever heard before. And hopefully I am following through on that promise. So we're going to jump right back in to where we left off the last episode me in my pit. I've got my knot in my stomach. My girlfriend just left and I was lost and like also losing my stuff. It's embarrassing to talk about. In some ways, it was very similar to a few years prior when I had gotten fired from my job. Blindsided, shocked. How could this happen? What was so similar is that in both situations, there were no answers. When I got fired, it was, here's your severance package, and here's the door. We can't talk to you about this. And it was the same with my girlfriend. She just cut me off. And I needed answers. Like, why, why, why? Why are you doing this to me? To the point of, I was thinking about doing some things that I would not be very proud of, not in like an illegal way, but just in like an embarrassing, like you're, you're a douche kind of way. (laughs) And I can look back on this now and see myself that way and go, oh my gosh, dude, you were, yeah, you were, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it broke me. It broke me to the point where I show back up at this church. Yes. The same church that taught me how to pray and coincidentally, they're doing this whole 21 day of prayer thing again. So perfect timing. So I'm a pretty bold dude and I show up. It was, this was at 6 a.m. in the morning and I go up to the guy who preached that day right after the service is over. And I'm like, Hey, nice to meet you. My name's Phil. I need your help. And this dude looked at me like, uh, yeah, you do. Like he had this scared look on his face. Like, I can't believe somebody came up to me and just was so straightforward in sharing their story. But I had had enough. Like I was, I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. So what happened from there is I got passed along to a couple different people kind of explaining my situation. And within a few hours, I had got introduced to somebody just like me. What I mean by that is a person who had gone through something similar to what I had gone through just about six months prior. And it was so interesting because this dude was a business owner as well, just a couple years older than me. And we just sat there and talked and got to know each other. And he just empathized with me and gave me a little bit of advice at the time, but it was mostly just a connection to say, hey, man, you're not alone. I got you. And He introduced me to this idea or this, I should call it a class that was coming up, a small group called Freedom. And the problem was that it was still three weeks away. So I had to do a little bit of work in the meantime. But as I prepared for this podcast, I knew I wanted to take this experience 
of freedom and related to things that I learned in business. But I was I was thinking, what am I going to call it so that people will, will understand? And I decided that, you know what, I'm still going to call it freedom. That was actually the right word. So I want to give you a few definitions of the word freedom that are relevant here. The state of not being imprisoned, being physically unrestricted, not being affected by a particularly undesirable thing, the power of self-determination attributed to will. When you're free, you can do anything. You can be anything and you can feel anything. But here I am, I feel like crap. I very much felt like a prisoner, but I didn't know what I was a prisoner to. Now, remember who I am. I'm a CFO. I'm a numbers guy. I understand things that work logically and in order. Formulas, equations. This is how I'm wired. But this whole God thing was different for me. There was not so much logic in it, or so I thought. See, at this point, I had just recently came to believe or know God. But I had never really pursued a deeper meaning behind that. So there's a small group and it's a class and I'm a pretty good student. In college, I got one B and it was in accounting. And side note, I create a million dollar accounting business. So you can analyze that uh, maybe on a later episode. But suddenly I saw this logical path or somewhat logical path, at least to what I wanted. And I wanted out of this prison, this knot in my stomach. And I wanted to understand God more because I really wasn't getting it in a logical way. But here I am. I'm shackled. I'm clueless. So here are some key things that I want you to understand about the decisions that I was making at this time as it relates to this group and the change that I wanted to see. Number one, I recognized the feeling that I wanted to change. The knot in my stomach, as I describe it, I recognize it. It, This is true. It is there. It's a real thing. I chose to change it. So I made a decision. I'm going to specifically go after changing this feeling. I sought help from an expert. Another thing to note is that I did not want to do this. I did not want to go up to that pastor and explain to him my situation. I did not want to go into a group of 25 people and explain my situation. I did not want to do any of that. It was uncomfortable, but I chose to do something that was uncomfortable because the pain was so bad. And one of the things that I've learned subsequent to that is to explore and find pain. Because pain is what actually pushes us to make change or to heal or to do something right that has previously been wrong. But in my circumstance here and in a few other circumstances that I've already talked to you about, I let the pain get so bad before I did something about it. So next thing I did, I got in a group and this group had two types of people. One is people that were going through similar things that I was going through and They had similar goals. So we were like-minded individuals in a sense. And two, there were leaders in there who had already been through or done the work and got the results. They were the ones that were teaching us this proven path. So with all of these pieces in place, 
things started to become more logical and I could trust the process that was going to be shown to me. So there was a part of this that I could have done on my own, but in this particular case, isolation was a very bad thing for me. That's not always the case, but we're talking about groups. There's other situations where you need to remove yourself from groups, but we're not going to go into that today. So what was this freedom group like? Well, my initial thought of this freedom group from what I had learned up to this point was like, this is all about darkness. People getting really vulnerable about crazy stuff in their life, bad things that they've done and addictions that they have and stuff that they would really not share with anybody. And it was that. But the primary thing to understand about this group, it wasn't so much about the things that they had done. It was about the feelings associated to it. It was the guilt. It was the shame. It was the fear. And it was the blockages that were happening because of those things. And the whole point of this, obviously, it's a biblical-based thing. So it's to teach us what God has to say about all those things. And if, if you don't believe in God, just take this financial wisdom and life wisdom that I'm about to share with you. Because that's good enough to help you, promise you. So I had this preconceived idea of what this freedom class is going to look like, but we get this book and I have the book with me right here. And literally on the first page, I'm going to read it is another scripture or parts of scripture where it says, Jesus himself came to earth so that we may have life and have it to the full. Jesus came here so that we could be free. That's where the freedom came. But with that freedom comes this abundant life this full abundant life. So this matched up with something that I'd already heard, the actual the actual scripture and teachings that had brought me to uh, commit my life to Christ. Back when I heard that, you know, God disciplines people, which to me meant pain because he loves them. And there is a harvest on the other side of that pain. So to me, there was a perfect parallel there between those two different teachings that I had learned. So again, look, I'm not expecting you to understand this exactly the way that I did, but my mission is to be your CFO. And a good CFO can tell you a story about your business through your numbers. But there's a story and a truth, not just about your numbers, but your marriage, about your kids, about your body, your health, your connection, in your mission in life, in your purpose. So I had a story going into this class about my self-worth that was being dictated by somebody else, just like when I got fired from the job. And what I realized that there were stories that went back to my childhood, all through adolescence. There were stories from my parents, from my siblings, from coaches that I had in sports, from kids that were bullies in school. I mean, some of these were deep. Some of these were very surface level, but it was just immediate recognition of, wow, all of those things are driving feelings for me. And because I'm telling my, I'm allowing somebody else to tell me a story. And what's the crazy part about this? When we say that somebody told us we're not good enough, a lot of times 
they're not even actually saying it. We're thinking it. We're thinking they might think this. So when we got to the root of all of this inside of this small group, we, it's just it's just that God's word says otherwise. So what I what I found the gift for me in this group was was a process. Me being the process guy, a logic guy, it was a process to get out of my own head, at least from the negative side of the things that were going on in my head. But you have to remember, I had already gotten some type of freedom at this point. I was living in a new reality, a better reality than a few years before. I was back to where I needed to be financially, maybe not ideally, but if I was drowning before, I had at least gotten to safety at shore. Yet here comes this relationship that crushes me and you know, I wanted to go jump in the ocean again. So I'm, I'm super frustrated at this point. But you can see patterns inside parts of your life and also a, across different parts of your life. So what I mean by that is you can have ups and downs and cycles in your business and you can have similar things in your marriage, but you can also have this, this cross relation where business causes marriage or marriage causes business uh, issues. And in, in these cases, you just rob one for the other. And it's very counterproductive. So the most important thing I learned here is the relationship between these stories or these thoughts and actual behaviors. And this is where the impact comes. The stories that I tell myself and the actions that I make or the life that I live. So I have a story or belief that is either true or false. And then there's something that I do or a way in which I live my life based on that belief. So I have, I had a story at this point, a new story. I'm a child of God. I love God. I know God. And God says, I can do all these great things. And I had this story and I was starting to really understand it and, and believe it. But it's one thing to be told something and another thing to live it out. But as I experienced this hurt from this relationship, I had to realize I was telling myself another story based on getting dumped. And the story was, you're not good enough. So then I had to look at my behaviors. You know, what was I doing to enforce, reinforce this I'm not good enough attitude? I was doing things like sulking, blaming, ruminating, drowning in my own sorrows. So let's talk about what kind of stories happen in business. Because even after I had success and I had grown a business and gotten out of my financial halls, I had insecurities. I used to have a fear that clients would leave me. If I said the wrong thing or if I said what was really on my mind, that they might fire me. And I'd walk down this path in my head. Well, what would happen if they fire me? If they fire me, then I'll lose money. Then I'll be back in a bad financial situation. I'll have to go find new clients. And I don't like doing sales calls because sales, I have fear of rejection. And I mean, you can see how quickly we just naturally tend to go down these rabbit holes of negativity. But I realized wait a second, over here inside of my, my spiritual life, I've got this, this definition of who I am, this new definition that I'm like, and I agree with that. Well, how can I also agree with this other definition of I'm not good enough? There's a conflict there. And now I have to decide. So if I'm not telling a client 
the full truth, I'm actually robbing them of the best version of me, the very reason why they hired me. And I'm in the business of delivering truth as a CFO. And the reality is that the truth hurts. But I had this fear of they're going to shoot the messenger because I had that experience a lot. I would be the right-hand man to somebody. Let's take my my job in the corporate world. I'm at, I'm at U.S. Steel and I'm working as the analyst to the general manager of a department and I'm delivering them bad news because we had a lot of bad news back then. We used to, we used to just lose money. It's ridiculous. And I'm always delivering bad news. Like, Oh, your numbers suck boss. Sorry. And he'd be like, they get all mad. The reality is they weren't mad at me. I was just the messenger. What they were mad at was what they were about to get in trouble for from their boss. It was just this toxic culture, but it really wasn't me. But I didn't want to deliver that message because I was afraid of what might happen. So ultimately for me, my girlfriend, she served me some truth, but not with words. But the truth, if she gave me words, if she would have said those words, that probably would have even been worse. But for me, I realized I had to go on a deeper journey with God. What was I going to pursue? Was I going to pursue the negative side of what was in my head or the positive side of what God was telling me. And ultimately, I chose to take a deeper dive into all of my stories, stories about money, my relationship with my kids, my relationship with God, my relationship with my health, all of that. I had to look at the whole picture. And that is a lot. So I'm going back to where we started in the podcast, guys. Who am I? Why am I here? What do I want? And where am I now? What does my focus need to be? So for me at this point, yeah, I would have loved to have a girlfriend, this girl in particular, but there was a reality that there was a lot I didn't understand about this spiritual conviction inside of me. And it was my purpose to get rid of this knot in my stomach that kept coming back. So I had to do something different in my behaviors. And I knew at that point, the relationship was not something that I was ready to handle at least not the relationship that I truly desired, even if I wanted it in the moment. And the people around me helped me understand this. But the deeper truth, I just wasn't the man that I wanted to be. I wanted something greater and I believed in something greater for myself, but I wasn't there yet. This led me to the realization that in order to get what I wanted, the life I wanted, the woman I wanted, the money I wanted, the relationship with my daughters that I wanted, the ideal clients that I wanted, all of these things wasn't about pursuing those individual things. It was about what does the man look like who has all those things? That was what I could pursue and that was what I could control. I was trying to be a man who had absolute complete certainty, a man who doesn't take his self-worth from what somebody says to him, how somebody acts towards him, or how much somebody pays him. But I saw some other things inside of this group. I saw people that didn't get it like I did. The sad reality was that many people in the group didn't find true freedom, or at least the level of freedom that I think we all seek. And I led several of these groups in the following years, and I found the same cycle and the same types of of people. And to be honest, to be very transparent and empathize with them, there were some stories 
that I had more trouble getting past than others. It is not easy. But what about these stories where we, we just don't see a path, we're just not believing what we should believe, and we're just stuck? Because there were points for me where I was so discouraged. I was, I was reading books. I was waiting on the next text message from somebody, or I was hoping that the client was going to respond to the sales offer. All of these things were external justification for my self-worth that I was looking for. So when we're in a situation where you're like, Phil, like, I'm just not, I'm not going to go there with you. I can't believe that yet. I say this, let's not worry about believing it right now. Let's just pretend. Let's say, what if, what if I quit my job, start a business and make $100,000 in my first year? What if my marriage that is seemingly broken and on the brink of divorce right now was better? What if I didn't fear that this person is going to leave me? What if I consistently traveled in first class? Many of you are like me and you undervalue yourself. I did this for a long time. I still do it sometimes. But listen to this from a CFO who sees the value in everything very easily. I can see the value in first class and justify why you should do it sometimes. This is the same person that is very much against buying a soft drink at a restaurant. So <laughs> it's relative to the situation and you need to look at your stories. Are your stories helping you or are your stories hurting you? God wants us to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And if you don't believe in God, well, what if you did? What if you gave God control of your life instead of carrying the weight of your family and your business on your shoulders? What if you had a story that said, my faith and commitment to God will lead me to maximize my wealth? You don't have to believe it. Just pretend. But if that was true, what would you be willing to try? This is the CFO Mission Podcast.